grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Tonight I'm going to share a quote by Glenn Heffley. I find it contagious in its pleasure. The bindings don't limit. They define your current existence and so relax your mind. Yeah, I know. Sounds weird. But during sex, I'm always thinking, wondering what I look like, wondering about how my hair will look, what I smell like, and if the fat roll is rolling. But when you're knotted up in 5,000-pound test rope, you're not going anywhere or doing anything. So you can just relax and enjoy the pleasure that he's giving to you. I am, of course, talking about the ancient art of shibari, or Japanese rope tying. And tonight, Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples will be delving into shibari and what it can teach us in the bedroom. Timberlina will also be along with her hilarious drag therapy and Nikki from Flirt Adult Store will be talking about an area that she thinks is grossly underestimated in the bedroom and that we should pay more attention to. Find out what that is coming up tonight on After Dark. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. Art comes in many forms. It can come in the form of painting, sculpture, but today we're going to be delving into an art that is absolutely beautiful when performed and something that up until a couple of weeks ago I hadn't heard about. I'm always learning things on this show and today (laughs) Luke and Sindra are going to enlighten me further. (laughs) Welcome guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to uh, talk a little bit more about Shibari, which we mentioned on the last episode that we did with you briefly. Yeah. Uh, However, yeah, we wanted to kind of sink our teeth into a little bit more today. Yeah, absolutely. So can you explain to me what Shibari actually is for those people who have never heard the term before? So to, I guess, synopsize Shibari, it's a form of... Japanese rope bondage that is considered an art form traditionally. So if you picture way back into the samurai days in uh, Japan, it was a way to tie up captives or tie up um, prisoners. And depending on their level in society, you would tie them in like a really intricate, beautiful um, artful tie if they were really high up in society, like a shogun compared to if it was just a slave, then they would just tie them in, you know, whatever worked and whatever kept them still. Right. So, um, it was a shot. It's designed as an art form and a sign of respect. Okay. So that's the Japanese, isn't it? I mean, even when they're, uh, taking people captive, they still show them respect in the knots that they tie. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really cool. Um, So a lot of it is about exposure as well. So I guess, you know, allowing that prisoner to be really vulnerable. So kind of like having their chest exposed or 
like their head exposed or their back exposed. So it's kind of all about creating exposure as well. So how you tie people and, you know, leaving that space for vulnerability as well. So in the Western form, you know, most people have heard of bondage before, you know, being tied up. Uh, And so this is a more artful form of bondage, I suppose, a little bit more of an intentional form of bondage. Right. Okay, so you two were uh, fortunate enough to actually do a uh, immersive workshop on this last year. Yes, and so you've brought it back to uh, to the hunter to show people how to do this, and you had a really successful night last Saturday night uh, where you actually uh, you know did this workshop, and it went over so well that you've actually been asked to venture to Sydney. Mm, yeah but, i think people are really curious about it yeah and there's a not a not a lot of this out in the open in newcastle there is sort of underground kink communities in newcastle um however yeah it was so well received that the people who organized the event said okay we want you to be part of the entire tour now and uh at the very least come down to our mardi gara grand event in sydney because to be able to witness what it is and when it's done really well is really moving. And mm-hmm. for anybody that's involved in it, it's really, really moving. It's really quite therapeutic and sexy at the same time. Right. So, yeah. So what I wanted to understand was how did it become, uh, move, how did it move from uh, the tying up the prisoners into sort of a, a sexual act and, and around bondage. Uh, how, you know, how did that sort of evolve? So I sort of see the transition in um, to like dominance and submission mm-hmm. into BDSM mm. um, in the fact that if you're somebody who is ultra controlling or, you know, really needs to control everything in their life, then often you're more drawn to be submissive when it comes to sex and relationships. Um, Although that might not be your easy state, it's the state that you find most solace from. So being able to give your control away to somebody that you really trust and you really know is going to take really good care of you. And then knowing that at the end, you'll get your control back. And I guess overall, you've got the most control out of the situation because you have manifested this situation. You said, Hey, I want you to tie me up. I want you to learn how to tie me up. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to tie me up. And then I'm going to tell you when to stop. So you're giving your a level of control away, but also you have like, you have the power. Yeah. So it's come into it in the fact that it's still extremely respectful. And if somebody says to me, like Sindra said to me years ago, like, I want you to tie me up. And I tried and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I went and learned how to do it. And that was my sign of respect. Like if I want to fulfill this desire for you, I'm going to learn how to do it really, really well. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So what can someone expect if they come along to a Shibari workshop? Depending on which capacity that you're coming in, you know, if you want to learn how to tie the knots or if you kind of want to learn more about being the person that's getting tied mm-hmm. uh i think you know learning the basic knots so the single column knot and the double column knot are kind of the basics for all of shibari like most you know complicated things as well so yeah like getting your hands into it and learning how to 
to tie these knots. You know, Luke talks a lot about safety as well. Um, so, you know, having these proper scissors around and talking about how the knots don't tie onto themselves so they don't get tighter, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's a lot of safety that comes into it as well. And then being the person that gets tied up is learning about surrender and yeah, just, just being held. And it's actually really relaxing. I, yes, it can be sexy. However, for me, it's just like, Oh, you just get to sit there and just kind of get maneuvered around. Yeah. No I, mental like, load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the times that I've been tied up, I kind of go to this other place. So I'm just kind of like so relaxed and yeah. yeah. And there's been times where we've tired, done Shibari purely for sex play and it's been really, really hot. However, what I try and display in a workshop is basically three things like the safety side. So safety boundaries, consent, the third part is the technical side. So learning how to tie the specific knots. And the third part is being able to create the vibe, like create an energy, create a scene and create safety. So like in your partner, so that you can explore together. Because basically anybody will look at any of the, these knots and be like, oh yeah, I could fuck somebody in that. Like, oh, that's, that's hot. I could yeah. do some sexy stuff in that. Whereas when you get really into Shibari, it's, it's a whole different it's a whole different game. Yeah. Different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly it's not like going to scouts and learning how to tie knots. There's a lot more to it. Um, well, scouts, scouts will probably serve you a little bit <laughs> if, you, if you've been there. But you don't need, you don't need, you, to, don't need- you don't need to be good at tying knots. You need to be good at like um, making things pretty and following just some really simple rules. I love it, guys. I really thank you for bringing this to the table because it's, uh, mm. you know, it's something that I hadn't heard about. And uh, when I actually mentioned it to a friend of mine, they said, you really should look that up. It's like art. And it is yeah. it's such a beautiful uh, act when you actually sort of get into the, you know, the, the whole essence of what it is. Mm. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, I would recommend if that's something that, you know, if if you've been tied up and tied up the wrong way, you will know about that. And, uh, you know, a Shibari workshop would be a fantastic start to make sure that, uh, you know, all of the boundaries and uh, consent, et cetera, has been worked through and uh, learning how to do it properly. 100%, yeah. yeah. I think it's just as important for the bunny, which is the person that likes to be tied up, right. to go to one of these workshops so that they know what it looks like and know what they need to expect yep. so they can say this is good or this is bad, yep. um, as well as the people who want to be the rigger or the tire to be able to go and learn what to do. I'm running um, in-person like individual um, sessions to teach like either couples or individuals uh, and I'm running a, um, a Shibari group workshop um, coming up in mid-April as well. Excellent. Well, as that gets closer, we'll certainly talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but this is this has been a fantastic chat, guys. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned to Conscious Couples Instagram page and Luke's Instagram page and Sindra's so that you can keep across the workshops that they are coming up with. And they've always got something (laughs) interesting for us to learn. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. You're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. 
some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. Well, she's here, the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, and we've given you four days to recover from Mardi Gras weekend. Lovely. How are you pulling up? You know what? I'm tired, but that's not unusual for me. (laughs) (laughs) I've just got to keep going, really. Power on through. Absolutely. And you are a trooper, a true professional. Uh, So great weekend was had by all. Yeah, I believe so. If they didn't have fun, it was their own fault, I say. Absolutely. (laughs) And I did see your outfit. It was rainbow alicious. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. It was very over the top. I didn't stay in it for very long, to be honest. Um, The hair kept going in my mouth and I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) Except under certain circumstances. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, Yes, it is. All right. So, look, last week uh, we we took the show by storm. You actually co-hosted, well, actually hosted, if we're going to be fair, and uh, and we did Battle of the Sexes with the Ugly Truth Boys. And uh, just to reiterate, I won. I did. The questions were harder than expected. I'm really going to have to study before we do it next time. But a lot of fun was had and uh, everybody learned a lot. The feedback has been great from the show. Uh, Everybody found it very informative. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. It's fun. So, look, uh, we're back to uh, our, our therapy sessions, which we, we absolutely love and uh, are quite good at. Let's just say we got very good at it over the last few months. We really are. Yeah. Yeah. So here is the first question. Dear Timberlina, I really enjoy getting dick pics from my boyfriend and I ask him to send them to me often. The problem is that I don't want to reciprocate. I know it's hypocritical, but I get scared about the photos somehow leaking. I also don't get very turned on by taking them. My boyfriend has commented that he would like me to send some to him in return, but he hasn't pushed the issue. I feel guilty about it, but not guilty enough to send my own dirty pics. Is this okay? If he's going to send the dirty pics to you, take it. I wouldn't even worry about it. I love a good dick pic. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, they've dropped into my inbox from time to time. But here's the thing. Two things here, right? First of all, um, if you are going to reciprocate, uh, I once did some media training with a sporting organisation whose advice was never put your face in the pic. Oh, never. Yeah. So even if it does leak, uh, can't be proved it's you. Um, That's to start with. Um, And secondly, oh, yeah, look, I think you should just – I think men are like a little bit more down with taking the dick pic than than what we are. And I do understand it's like the lighting and, you know, making sure that the fat rolls aren't there and, you know, that we're all groomed. And it, it's a whole thing. You have to oil up probably. Not that I would know, but – This conversation literally on the weekend at one of my shows. Right. Uh, how people take – as a female, how you take your photos. Mm-hmm. It's really easy for a guy to just whip their penis out and get the good angle. And then so many females like, we don't, we don't take them. That's what we don't take them. We don't do it. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't really get any answers from it. So it's like, how do you like, I feel like you need a full tripod, the lighting system, 
Like it's not like a dick pic, to be honest. <laughs> it's not. It's whole thing. So look, I, I get it that you you know you don't want to go to all of the trouble of of doing it. Um, look, maybe just a, a boob shot in the in the spirit of you know reciprocity. Um, yeah. No faces. But, um, yeah, look, I understand the whole, you know, it's – you have to be a contortionist, first of all, to get your arm in the right position to take the full body. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we get it. It's it's a lot. And um, don't feel guilty. But I think just just like a, a boob shot, you can filter it. Um, black and white is always, always good. And, yeah, yeah, everything looks really sexy in black and white. And, um, and then just go, yeah, well, look, I sent you one one time, so keep them going um, because it's a lot more effort for me than for you. If your partner feels like sending them to me, I'm more than happy to receive them too. Absolutely. You could rate them. Like that could be a service. Actually, that's a really good service. Yes. Adding that to my link in bio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. My boyfriend watches a lot of porn. I actually like watching porn too, but only when we're together. My boyfriend often says he's not in the mood for sex, but then I'll see him watching porn. It makes me feel like he's choosing porn over me, which of course hurts my feelings and makes me resentful. I would love for him to initiate sex instead of turning to his laptop pissed at porn. Mm. I mean, time and place, time and place, maybe... Oh, I don't know. This one's a hard one. I feel like we've had a similar question like this before and it's just like one, maybe he needs to have a break from all the porn if he's like addicted to the porn. Yeah, that's sounding a little bit like addiction, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I feel like maybe he, you need to have that. Could be a possibly an awkward conversation to be like, hey, I feel like you're watching too much porn. I feel like you're addicted to porn rather than having sex with me. Um, and maybe the other partner needs to start that foreplay that we like to talk about during the day to get them really going. So when they get home and they're, instead of watching the porn, they're like more interested in about that conversation they had previously. Yeah. Look, I do feel like um, that, She's not a prude, like she said, that she she doesn't mind watching porn together, which would be the first ad- piece of advice, like if if that wasn't something that they they did together. So I feel like this is a bit different to the other one because the other one, I, I do remember us talking about that and that was like he just went off and did it sort of by himself and that wasn't. So she's not a prude. She's open to watching porn, you know, with him. Um, but then um, there was an episode of Sex in the City and uh, and Miranda was going out with this guy, and he every time they had sex, she would turn on the porn. He would turn on the porn, and she started to feel really like, you know, am I not enough? And in the end, he ended up saying that he'd been with these women that he was watching on the videos for twenty years, and he'd only just met her. Um, so he felt like he was cheating on the people with in the videos with her, um, which is getting to porn addiction. So my first thing would probably be, uh, look, 
I feel like possibly that, you know, you're spanking the monkey over porn um, to the detriment of our sex life. It's a really awkward conversation to have, but a very transparent one. You know, can you lay off it for a while or can we watch it together and um, and experience it together for a period of time? And if you feel like you're really missing it, then maybe there's a problem that we need to go to a sex therapist about. 100%. Yep. Killed it. Boom. Killed it. <laughs> Well, look, uh, we got in quite in depth with those two questions, so we are nearly out of time for today. Uh, But you have another uh, fabulous weekend lined up? Yeah, I'm on the road this weekend. It's really cool. I'm back out at Forbes and Golgong and, yeah, that's, that's my weekend done. Lots of driving. Excellent. Please don't get caught in any floods. I, fingers crossed, won't. No, because I feel like the your little your little go go mobile. Uh, it's not four wheel drive, so if in doubt, um, <laughs> I won't be going through the floodwaters. That's for sure. Great, that makes me feel so much better. Timberlina, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Yeah. Fancy a quickie? quickie. Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. Well, who doesn't love a good quickie, particularly at the moment because the, you know, the calendar is groaning under all of our, uh, you know, things that we have to do. So a quickie is always great. Now, Nikki, you are my girl. Hey, I'm super excited. (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about today, my love? So we're going to talk about the little thing that no one likes to talk about. That Mm -hmm. is so much fun, which is butt play. Right. Okay. Yeah, look, it is always something that I find, um, you know, does sort of sneak in to to conversations once couples have sort of been together a while or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, whatever, but we don't really talk about it. We'll we'll happily talk to our mates about, about, you know, oh, we had amazing sex last night or whatever, but that sort of doesn't come into it. But it normally stops right there. It People does. feel a little bit ashamed by it, mm. um, worried that they're going to be a little bit judged by it. But working in an adult store, I'm on the front line. I see how many people are actually into butt play and there's a lot more than you would think. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the first thing that we need to work out is what is the great thing about butt play? So your butt has eight thousand nerve endings inside and you can stimulate those by using finger play you can use toys and you can use toys that vibrate so i'm all about everyone exploring that area right okay that's really interesting like eight thousand nerve endings and is that for guys as well yeah, everyone's got it. So it's got, um, you've got so many nerves in there and they, they actually like to be stimulated. A lot of people go, oh, it's a one-way passage. Yeah, it is. But you've also, once you push past that little threshold, males have their prostate gland there, which is an amazing orgasm for men to experience. Yeah. But for women, having anal play actually pushes on your bladder, which pushes on your G-spot. And you can actually have a really good orgasm 
from anal play. Right. Okay. That's really interesting because, yeah, it has, I, I guess it has this thing around, you know, women will actually do it, you know, to make their men happy because they want to, you know, experiment in it. And they're open to that and they, you know, they want, um, they want to experiment. But the fact that, you know, you can actually orgasm through anal play as a female is, is quite new. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's a really different orgasm. It's, um, I believe it's a little bit better. I personally enjoy it because it's not something that's getting done every single day. So when I do have the anal orgasm, it's fantastic. It's almost like a bit of an out-of-body experience. Oh, okay. We should. We all need to do it. You need to get with that one. It's where your whole body moves. You can't. Your whole body shakes. You can't kind of not let out a sound. It's that good. Right. Okay. Well, look, you are selling this uh, real hard, it's and good. yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. Um, I'm sure opening a lot of people's minds. So, if we wanted to get into butt play and we're brand new at it, what do we need to know? So the first thing is, if you're using fingers, be polite. And make sure that you have trim nails. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have any long nails that could cause any damage internally because the tissue inside your body is really delicate. So keeping your nails short is first and foremost. Right. Second yeah. is lubrication. Lubrication is always required for any type of anal play, and that is because the anal canal does not self-lubricate like the vagina does or your mouth or your eyes. So you will go in what we call going in dry and it is quite uncomfortable. So you need to have lubrication second. Right. And thirdly, you can use your finger or you can use any type of anal toy, like a butt plug, anything that has got a round or an anchored base as the bum muscles do tend to kind of have a pulling motion. Yep. So whatever goes in needs to come out safely. And fourthly, relax and have fun. Okay. Enjoy it. And know your limits. If it's uncomfortable, stop and try it again. Yeah. Um, and communication with your partner. And if it's on yourself, you know your body. But just have fun. Connect with your breath because it is really, really, really sensitive down there. And it is a really good thing when it's done right. Right. Okay. All right. So obviously at Flirt Adult Store, you have a whole range of anal play toys that people yeah, can... We've uh, got stuff from beginners yep. right up to experienced. Right. So come in, see our friendly staff, mention the code LIVE30 and you'll get 30% off your purchase. And you can also purchase toys online at www.flirtadultstore.com.au and use the code LIVE30 to check out 30% off. But come in. Have a look, have a feel, have a touch. Yeah. The girls in store will explain to you what lubrication works best with what toy and just start getting in touch with your body and experiencing an orgasm like you've never had before. Like I, if I could show you guys how good it was, I would, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. But it is honestly, don't be scared of butt plays. You're not going to get a piece of corn under your finger. It's not like that. It's not the horror stories that you hear. It is a really good thing to do, and I reckon all people should be doing it. It's got to be on your menu. Excellent. I love that, Nikki. Thanks so much for sharing that today. And as Nikki said, 30% off for After Dark listeners. The code is LIVE30. Make sure you jump on it. It does make a huge difference at the checkout, and we are so appreciative of uh, you joining us on this After Dark journey, Nikki. uh, Flirt Adult Store are amazing supporters of After Dark, and we love you.
We love you guys too. <laughs> that was Nikki from Flirt Adult Store with the Quickie with Nikki. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Our time together draws to a close once again, dear listener, but it is International Women's Week and I'd love to leave you with this quote. I think that one of the key discoveries during our generation has been man's uncovering of the true nature of female sensuality or of females who are truly sensual. The prevailing belief once was that the female sensuality existed for the pleasure of men or that we wish to be sensual in order to attract men. I think that men everywhere are slowly beginning to realise that many women enjoy their own sensuality and feel an attraction towards their own bodies by means of their own sexuality. We make love to ourselves all the time with our own heads, our own hearts. Female sensuality is often a character trait rather than a method of finding a mate. Happy International Women's Week to you, dear listener. I'll join you again Next Thursday night at 8pm, you've been listening to After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.